podcast mateys and this be magic our way home of the moican nation you're listening to hold your headphones tighter and turn up the volume that be the best way to repel the real world and mark well these words mateys here comes the money here we go money talk here comes the money you come seeking artistic buffs talking disney stuff eh sure you come to the proper place but be sure to visit their social media and type away at Kevin, Danny, any I and Lee if you please. They be great guys, all of them to a man. And links at magicarway.com for them that needs them. everyone harambe and welcome to another edition of the, the magic, magic our way podcast Asante Sun, everyone! You are listening to the Magic Our Way podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana, in the United States of America. We are artistic buffs talking about dizzy stuff. www.magicourway.com is where you can find us. My name is Kevin, and today it's just me on the intro. So last week we had Enchanted Tales with Peter. Normally we plan out like 30 to 40 minutes of a session with Peter, you know, to have him answer some questions that came up on previous episodes, as well as tell us some stories, man. So what starts out as a plan for 30 to 40 minutes usually ends up being like four hours. Yeah, that's uh, usually what happens when we have Peter on the show. It's something magical when he just starts telling his stories and uh, we, j- we just can't stop hearing them. And we just, uh, one story leads us to another question, which leads him to another story, which leads us down a, a whole path. And four hours later, and uh, we just got something awesome. And so normally, you know, we do edit the show just a little bit just to trim some of the fat so your ears aren't offended by the waste of time with the all the hums and all the excess things that you don't really need to hear. Uh, but this particular episode, man, when we recorded, there's just so much good stuff. And he's such a great speaker that we just didn't want to cut anything. So we decided to split the show in two. But rest assured, the other guys will be on the show and will be appearing in various segments here and there. So what we have for you in store today for the show is we have part two of the Enchanted Tales with Peter. And we also have a little trip report from Stephen Downs. But first, we got a little guest services message for a very special weekend out there. So, enough of my jibber-jabber. Let's go make some magic. Be our guest. Be our guest. Put our service to the test. Tie your napkin around. And here we are on Guest Services, and this is a segment in which we service you, the listener. And today we have one particular message to get out there. We have a Mr. Tommy Nelson, a Moican, 
a Mohican who is part of the Mohican Fantasy Football League. He just got married recently to his love of his life, Courtney. And actually, on October 1st is when Tommy and Courtney got married. And we want to wish them the very best of life and hope your wedding went well. And uh, we want to wish you safe travels on your way down to the Disney property. And we wanted to offer the newlyweds some advice from, you know, some experienced marriage. Uh, it, now, I don't, I don't want to say professionals, but guys have been in the game for a little while. Uh, not to say that it's a game, of course, but you know, you, you know what I'm talking about. And first up to bat, we have Danny and Eli, who took time out of their journey down to Walt Disney World to offer some well wishes as well as some sage advice regarding marriage. So guys, take it away. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Danny and Eli, and we're coming at you from the airport. We're about ready to board a plane to go to Disney World, and we're just taking a quick time out of our schedule here uh, right before we get called in to get on the plane to wish uh, Tommy and Courtney a happy honeymoon and congratulations on your uh, wedding. Yes, it's it's early here right now, but it's never too early to send a shout-out for love, so congratulations <laughs> to you, too. Yes, yes. I myself felt a little bit of love earlier going through security. Uh, got, yes. Yes. You got a lot of security. I got, yeah, yeah. You should have bought me dinner. Uh, yeah, at a movie. Yeah, oh, God. Yeah. I'm, felt cheap, <laughs> but <laughs> woke me up. Yeah, it would do it. Better. Your hands was cold, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. He was gentle, though. That's mm. what's important. I got his phone number, so. <laughs> See, um, but uh, anyway, yeah, uh, so uh, we're gonna like quick little uh, words of uh, uh, advisement, I guess, uh, on uh, now that y'all are a married couple on uh, what uh, what to look forward to and what to do, real quick. Um, that is so you, this was this was just you, yeah. Um, I, I'm half awake, uh, as it is, I'm a quarter awake, quarter, I'm a quarter awake. Well, but what advice, what advice would you would you give as a Happily married, man. I was gonna say I'm quarter woke on my dad's side. <laughs> <laughs> my advice would be wait on the kid. I don't know if if y'all already have a child or anything like that, but me and my wife we made sure to wait at least a year so we could get everything out of our system, travel, see Europe. Although no, we saw Europe when we had the kid, but the kid was so young. My mom watched her. That's true. Um, but you know, take some time to enjoy yourselves. Go to the spa. Go see everything that y'all want to. Do and get it all out of your system now because once the kid comes along, your life is no longer about you anymore. So uh, that would be my advice uh, off the top of my head. Uh, well, I am, I am a, not married, but I, I was married a long time ago. And so my best advice is, is don't share bank accounts. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you do, just, you know, really communicate about that. But, uh, <laughs> but seriously, um, you know, on, on top of that, look, hey. You know, just be cool to each other. You guys should be uh, friends first before anything else. And um, try not to go to bed angry. They, I, that's You know what? That's a real good one because mm-hmm. you. I watch a lot of ID Discovery Channel, mm-hmm. and that's when they get you. Yeah. yeah. So when you're sleeping. When you're sleeping. <laughs> always, so, when, always when they're sleeping. So, yeah. yeah, make sure everybody's happy about that. You know, talk to each other. Crack jokes. Yeah. You know, be comfortable. Uh, with each other because that's what marriage is about is uh, communication even if you don't want to hear each other talk so. yeah and a good sense of humor saves a lot it does yes it absolutely does and, and you can't take everything seriously because there's always a new day to to try and, uh, and be better with it 
uh, again, absolutely. And enjoy your common interest. And if you don't have common interest, flip a coin. Yeah. Because that's what a lot of good marriage decisions are made on. Well, it sounds like Disney is their common interest, so they're off to a good start. That's a very good start. I would say so. You know, start off happy. So enjoy Disneyland. We'll be in Disney World. You hold down West Coast. We'll hold down East Coast for you, all right? Yay, yeah, yay. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. So y'all have a good one, and uh, we'll catch y'all later. Congrats again. And, of course, up next we have our resident travel agent with Magical Moments Vacations, Mr. Lee Lastavica, who is here to offer his advice. Take it away, Lee. Hey, Tommy. This is Lee, your friendly neighborhood travel agent. Uh, congratulations, sir. Uh, Kevin asked me to drop a couple of uh, tips and tricks for your Disney moon, and uh, so I thought I'd just leave them here for you. A uh, couple quick things. Uh, number one, book with a travel agent. Oh, wait, never mind. Skip that. You didn't book with a travel agent. Maybe you did. Maybe you booked with a different travel agent. Okay, we'll go with that. So, uh, if you did book with a travel agent or if you booked on your own, uh, make sure that you have made a note in your reservation that this is your honeymoon. Um, you should get a nice cool pin when you get to the resort. Wear that around. Uh, any kind of pins, uh, birthdays, special events, things like that. That's always a good tip for anyone, but especially people on their honeymoon. Uh, number two, uh, make sure you get some bride and groom Mickey ears. That's always cool to see people walking around uh, the uh, parks and everything like that. You'll get a lot of congratulations and who knows what else. But um, it's always fun to see people on their Disney moon. You can tell right away when they've got those Mickey Mouse and uh, Minnie and Mickey Mouse bride and groom ears. I know Danny will tell you to uh, get a reservation and really just about any signature restaurant. Um, you know, it's going to be nice. going to be a little more romantic, a little more adult-oriented. And um, the other thing I would suggest is to listen to episode number 120. Uh, on that episode, we all picked things to do outside the parks if we didn't have park tickets. And uh, I believe Danny was the one who had the category of, you know, couples. So there's a lot of good information in there, maybe even some of this that we just covered. And then a couple of personal items. Uh, number one, use that do not disturb sign. <laughs> and when you use that, instead of doing rope drop, Let's try robe drop. So what you're going to want to do is you're going to go down to uh, one of the gift shops and get one of those big socks that they put on top of the golf clubs, uh, the golf club covers. Go ahead and um, put that on under your robe, and when it gets time for uh, your wife to walk in the room, just, uh, uh, surprise, robe drop! Uh, maybe, maybe not. That might not be some good advice. But uh, either way, I hope you have a great trip. I hope you guys enjoy yourselves. Uh, tell us all about it when you get back home. Let us know uh, what you guys did as a couple and how it was going to Disney as a uh, newly married couple. Thanks, man. Congratulations. Talk to you soon. Yeah, so I guess that just leaves me, man, with some advice, man. What I have to say is just make sure you communicate, man. Communicate uh, uh, constantly, back and forth, you know. Uh, don't be afraid to, uh, and hopefully you're not. I mean, this is your best friend, right? So, uh, you know, make sure that you're able to talk about anything, about uh, everything, man. You're all on this journey together down this path of righteousness and lovemaking and happiness and all this kind of good stuff, man. Kids having, you know, you know, practice having kids kind of stuff, you know. So, yeah, enjoy it, man. And always, even before and after kids, make sure you allow some time for each other. A little date night action, you know. 
as you both get steeped into your careers and stuff and you're starting to get successful takeoff, make sure you break it back down, man, and just uh, have some time for each other. A little date night action. When the kids come along or the kid comes along, whatever you want, whatever your preference is, uh, again, make sure that you have plans set, man. Make some time for each other. A little date night action. A little dinner. A little movie. A little love making. A little whatever it takes. But yeah, enjoy yourselves, man. And yeah, congratulations, Tommy and Courtney. And brother, we will see you in fantasy football. Peace. It's a Magic Our Way field report, bringing you experiences from various Disney events and properties. And here we are on a field report, and we have a very special guest on the line with us, one of our Moeekins, Vic's Grandpa Eli, to be exact, Mr. <laughs> Stephen Downs. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. How are you guys? We're doing wonderfully. Man, you must... Uh, okay, we probably have not mentioned this on the show yet, but uh, Eli actually did evict Grandpa Eli. Yeah. So, uh, c- <laughs> congratulations you got your on wish. calling that. You must be clairvoyant. Now <laughs> <laughs> I need to chip it for the red. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, yeah, that's new. I remember you guys talking about it uh, a few episodes ago, but um, I feel kind of bad now. But <laughs> <laughs> No, don't. no, Eli don't. feels great. No, yeah, don't Eli is a much bad. happier man okay. now. Okay. You're good. No, no, no. I'll give you a hard good, time, good, but good. no, no, no. Uh, he uh, can actually have females over to his house now, so it's awesome. Well, like I can actually sleep longer. That's uh, pretty much what I'm catching up on. A <laughs> little bit of both. A little bit of both. Oh, you give us some time. Yeah, yeah, good there. <laughs> well, as you can tell, uh, Stephen is uh, employing the Lee technique of podcasting, so he's calling from the road. Mm-hmm. So you can nice. hear the road noise in the background. Yeah. Uh, so Lee not being on the show, we feel not much more at home now that you're actually doing that. So thank you. <laughs> well, good. Good. I'm glad that I can help out a little bit. I was wondering if you could play some wind chimes in the background or something. <laughs> or maybe have a dog barking dog, or something. Yeah, dogs yeah. barking, riding on motorcycles. Just to kind of get me more into a flow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, to kind of give you a background on Steven, uh, if you follow social media, you saw kind of, kind of his post of what we're going on on our Facebook page. But he was down at Walt Disney World for his honeymoon. Around the same time, a little little storm named Irma came blowing through, kind of put a damper on his return trip and everything else, kind of delayed his uh, adventures there. And so we're actually, and, and, and Stephen, if, you're, if I'm correct, you're, you're more of a Disneyland person, being from that side of the country, you're out on the West Coast, is that right? Yeah, yeah, the wife now, I guess. Yeah, the wife and I, um, <laughs> we would go down to Disneyland probably three times a year at least, um, Two days at a time. It was, it was a blast. We always went down there, and I've been dying to go to Walt Disney World. I had never been, and she's been twice, so she kind of had a better idea of you know, how to compare the two. But I, it was always a big question for me of like, well, am I going to be that like Disneyland snob guy who just only likes that park and nothing else is good, or mm-hmm. what? What is it going to be like finally visiting this park? I don't know. It was pretty weird at first. It was. Uh, <laughs> So uh, just to kind of set you up a little bit, so you went down there. This is your very first trip. And congratulations on your nuptials, yes. by the way. Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And you booked it through Lee, right? A Magical Moments Vacations. Oh, yeah that, yeah. that was great. He was such a huge help. Like, I had no idea, A, how much work there would be to book a Disney vacation. Like, we just book a hotel and go for Disneyland. But there's a ton to do there, and he made it so easy. 
That's his job, though. Don't don't feel sorry for him with all that hard work. That's what he's supposed to be doing. That's actually his mutant power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, just, I felt a little bad at some point because yeah, he was doing some stuff while Harvey was hitting, too. So like, hmm. Oh, yeah, that's kind of true. Bad for that, but, but he... It was definitely helpful through all that. Um, okay, so uh, this is your first trip out to Walt Disney World. Being a Disneyland fan, uh, what was the first park that you went to? First one I went to was Epcot. Uh, really? Okay. On a Monday. Yeah. That's that's an interesting choice. How did you how did you arrive at that? Well, I actually don't really know. We kind of were just putting our dining plan together, and it just sort of happened that our first reservation was Epcot. So we figured we'd just do Epcot first. I also I love the concept of it. You know, I written papers and done a lot of research on all like original Walt idea of Epcot versus you know, what there is now and everything in between. So it was really cool to finally be able to see that. That was probably my most anticipated part. And uh, so it was very interesting. Like I, like we, my wife and I, Sarah, we had like a really good conversation about, you know, what Epcot was and how, uh, how they brought up different thoughts and feelings and the Disneyland Park. It was really cool. So, um, you did all this research and kind of followed the history of Epcot without ever seeing it? That's correct, yeah. So, what was your impression of it when you finally got to see it as it stands now? Well, again, it was weird. You know, I going through Future World, I felt like there was not a ton of theming there. So, I think that was like the biggest thing that I was noticing is like where there was and wasn't a lot of theming. And so, Future World was kind of weird to be in. Because mm-hmm. it's like, it, it's Disney, right? Disney built it, but it didn't feel like Disney as much as, you know, walking through California Adventure or something. There was just something different about it. But once I got to experience the ride and really kind of looked into the pavilions and what they all stood for, I think that was, it was really neat. Definitely going through World Showcase was, that was amazing. I love walking through all the countries and we mm-hmm. took pictures of everything and saw all the shops. Yeah, that was really cool. But yeah, at first going through Future World, I was I was a little bit uh, weirded out. Like, is this really what it is? You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is what it has become. <laughs> right. Yeah, unfortunately, right. yeah. Well, you know, I got to imagine for uh, uh, somebody who's a lifelong Disneyland fan, Epcot does have to be the most intriguing park because that really was the first second park. Right. right. Yeah. So it, I can understand why that would be so intriguing to want to see that was Walt's final vision. And yeah, when you see Future World as it is as it exists now, like a lot of us who kind of grew up on Future World, we love it. But mm-hmm. as it exists now to see it, it's kind of... It brings a little tear to your eye, Yeah, I think. it's a little light. You weep for the future. I got to say, I mean... Spaceship Earth is amazing. I we rode that probably three or four times in that day. And, oh my gosh, I love that ride. That's so cool. Oh my god, you would trip that over Horizons. <laughs> yeah, you would have enjoyed yeah. Horizons. <laughs> you would have loved that. You would have loved. Um, oh god, uh, World of Motion. Uh, I'm trying to think. I just, there was. I'll, yeah. I've said it before. It's Spaceship Earth to me is is like, it's it's not that it's a bad ride. It's just it wasn't the best one that they had done mm-hmm. uh, before they got rid of the whole idea of Future World as a concept, but neither here nor there. But the So the World Showcase, I assume, saved it for you like it does for so many of us, huh? Yeah, yeah, that was, that was the thing. Like, I think my biggest the thing I noticed about Epcot is the park itself is really neat. It has an interesting thing that I feel like it stands for. But it, it, each half of it is sort of lacking. In one side, there's attractions, but no, like, you know, nothing really tying it together. On the other side, everything is really well done. Like, it looks really good. 
and the, the two attractions, plus all the circle and stuff. Mm-hmm. I love World Showcase, and mm-hmm. I, I think that the Frozen ride fits in really well there. I don't know. I didn't. I never rode Maelstrom, right? So I guess I can't say for sure, but I thought that that was really, really well done. We went through all that. I also. It was, uh, what's that called? Food wine, right? So there's even more countries there. So. Oh, okay, yeah. I was going to ask you if you got to t- uh, uh, take part in some of that. Yeah, just a little bit. I think I got one snack from one place. We were pretty rushed. We did at our Epcot, so we did most of Epcot for the first day. And then on our Hollywood Studios day, we actually, last minute, grabbed a bunch of fast passes and things we didn't do at Epcot that first day. And spent the first half of it there. And that's when I got to do some of the food wine. But yeah, that was really cool. It's, it's neat. Um, they have that festival do- going on in California Adventure sometimes, too. So. You know, that that's what I kind of wanted to ask you there, was that you, you, you kind of have a little bit of that at, in California. You have Soren. Soren originated in California. So uh, of all the Epcot rides, I'm just trying to think of something, and obviously you already said Spaceship Earth, which is something y'all don't have over there. Test Track is the only other one that could immediately jumps to mind. Is it something y'all don't have, uh, although you'll have Radiator Sp- Radiator Springs Racers, which is a better version of it. What did you think of Test Track? Did you get to ride that? Yeah, that was that's one of the ones that we didn't do the first day. It was really cool to be able to come back and do that one. I thought it was neat. Sarah and I are, I mean, at least I guess I am, big, I like Volkswagen vans. So mm-hmm. I tried to make a Volkswagen van car, and <laughs> it ended up looking just like this horrible-looking monstrosity. But seeing that, like, you know, car design rating going against everyone else, that was a fun little... I don't know if competitive is the right word, but a fun little addition that uh, kind of makes you feel like you're in a group with everyone else in your car instead of just you or two people with four other people. I don't know. That, that was a really cool ride, and the fast part at the end was neat. I don't know. I'm not always in it for the thrills. Thrills are fine, but I definitely appreciate decent like special effects and story and stuff. So while that one was like thrilling and cool, I think that... Actually, we tried that new Spaceship Earth. Not Spaceship Earth. What's it? Mission Space, the... The, the wimp version oh yeah okay. version. yeah yeah that that was cool uh i was expecting to get like nauseous or sick but no nothing wrong there and it was neat you just kind of fly over earth and then come back not a huge deal but that was a really neat ride too so the rides are really cool i just i just wish the theming was, was better. better yeah <laughs> you know yeah, unfortunately, I don't think that's going to get better anytime soon either. They, there's just not a cohesive story over there to be told that ties everything together. When you walked into Mexico for the first time, though, was that like walking into Blue Bayou? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly like it. That was so cool. Like I had no idea that there was this whole shopping center and a restaurant in there. I just thought you'd kind of walk in and get on the ride. So yeah, when I walked in there, and I was like, whoa, it's like nighttime and it's. It's so here. That was awesome. I, I really like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, and the whole re- whole restaurant set up next to the attraction is a pretty cool thing. Yeah, did so you get back. the mariachi band? Oh yeah, did you see the mariachi band? No, I didn't. Oh, oh. bummer. That's uh, probably that's probably good. You might yeah. have gotten some trouble. So my other question is, okay, <laughs> so I gotta imagine that if that was a. Epcot, that makes sense. That would be the first park you're okay. looking forward to seeing. Right. Would the second park have been Animal Kingdom? Yeah, Animal Kingdom was something that is, it, yeah. That was really cool to see, too. It's so hot, though. That's <laughs> bad, Kreskin. Yeah, there's that. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Kreskin, you just talk, called Danny Kreskin? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Animal Kingdom was one of the last ones we did. We Yeah, we did pretty much everything. We did the dinosaur ride. What do you think about dinosaur? I know you have the better version of that ride system, but what do you think about dinosaur? It's fine. I don't know. It was, it was <laughs> cool. It's neat to see that ride system implemented elsewhere. Cause yeah. I, I, I don't like the one-and-done aspect of a lot of the things you know like mm-hmm. 
Uh, it, it was great to see that used again. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that was missing with Dinosaur is there's, there's no music. I don't know. That's what really gets me into Indiana Jones. So mm, just kind of driving yeah. along and telling the computer to identify a ro- uh, dinosaur. It, I don't know. It didn't do it for me. But uh, it's cool that they have like the cam- the picture in there. It really freaks Sarah out. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, Dinosaur was neat, though. And the whole setup, that, that park is really, really well well made. Yes, yeah, just yeah. walking through that, everything looks really authentic. That was that was really cool to see. It's a beautiful park. Yeah, oh yeah, it's one of my favorites. And you got to see Pandora. Yes, yeah, Pandora. We only did the Flight of Passage ride, but wow, what a ride! Like that was, they did a really good job blending. Like, or I don't know how to say it, but like the, uh, you know, when you're sitting on it and there's just the wall in front of you, and all of a sudden the wall's gone and. You know, you're being transferred into the the avatar. That was just a, it's really really cool how they hit every everything, all the special effects. That yeah. was such a cool ride. I didn't get to do the river journey, but that gives me something to look forward to next time. Awesome! There's a next time. I love it. Oh, yeah. yeah. What about Expedition Everest? What'd you think? That was cool too. <laughs> I finally got to see Disco Yeti in person. Yeah, Disco <laughs> Yeti. <laughs> was it all that you hoped for? That all that you were looking forward to in Disco Yeti? You got Yeti fever. <laughs> Yeti fever! (laughs) Oh, yeah! It's all I expected, I guess. I don't know. I got a question for Steven Uh, about Animal Kingdom. Oh, you got something to say, Steven? I'm sorry. No, I don't know. You're good. Okay. What's up? Here's my question for you. All right. So, clearly, you've seen pictures of the Animal Kingdom when you were looking it up before. Uh, When you finally stepped in and you actually saw the Tree of Life, did it blow you away just how huge that thing is? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that was. It's really big, and it's really cool how you can get up close to it with all the different trails. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know how everything. You know, you have your main path that branches off, so you can see the animal exhibits, and then this and that. That was. It was really easy to get lost there, but I really liked that aspect of it. It felt again authentic. It was just, I don't know if there's a better word to describe that part. No, no, no you know right. you're there. It allows you to explore. There. Yeah, absolutely. Now, unless you really have something to say about the Hollywood Studios, I'm just going to let that one go. I mean, it, it, I have a question. Our, our Tower of Terror, what did you think? Oh, that's a good question. I didn't think about that. Oh, way better. That was so cool. <laughs> yeah. When, when you open up, yeah, when that door opens up and you start moving forward, I just... I, I don't know. I knew that you go forward and, like, the car moves not just up and down in that one, but as I didn't really have a way to, like, imagine how that would work. So just seeing how that works. It is funny that where you can tell you, when you exit the show building and you enter, like, the the elevator drop, um, I don't know, shoot, where, you know, it's nice and cool and air-conditioned, then it gets hot, like, really hot, and that's when you start going up and down. <laughs> it was kind of funny. But, yeah, that, that, that ride is really neat, and I'm glad that they changed the California one. You know, I want to see the Guardians of the Galaxy thing. But yeah, having gone on the Hollywood Studios Tower of Terror, I don't think that the California Tower would have sufficed for me anymore. Yeah. So if you had to rank these parks, uh, one, two, three, four, what what order would you put them in? Well, four is easy, you know, the Hollywood Studios. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Easy? um, Honestly, I think Animal Kingdom would be number one for me, just because it was the most... It was the most different from what I from what I expected. You know, I went in there and it really wowed me. And like at every turn, I was like, "Whoa, this is still in the park!" And whoa, look at how like real this looks. And we're like, I don't know, not even twenty years old. It's, I, everything just looks really well, really good. 
Hey, can you uh, just uh, one more time, just in case uh, Kirk Landry was a little hard of hearing there, can you tell us <laughs> what the number one park was again? Uh, my favorite probably was Animal Kingdom. There you go. There you go. I like that choice. That's an <laughs> excellent choice. All right, so Animal Animal Kingdom 1, Studios 4, 2 and 3. Oh, gosh. Probably Magic Kingdom Epcot. I feel bad putting Epcot so low. But it's half a park. Yeah, it wasn't what I expected, and it was not in a good way. So. Yeah. No, and that's the thing. And look, you know, a lot of people are like, well, what about soaring? Well, he came from a place that had soaring. He has so the original soaring. Just like, yeah, we have that's the original true. tower. He's got the original soaring. Right. So, I mean, uh, no, I, I totally get that not being that much of a, a, yeah. a big deal. Um, and you did get to see Flights of Wonder, right? When you were in Animal Kingdom? I got No, I didn't. I'm really... It was something my father... I saw where it was, and I was like, there, we got to do that. We got to do that. <laughs> but... I think I, I don't know if this is true, but does it get more humid if a hurricane is coming? Because it was yes, it was a nightmare trying to get around. Yes, yeah. So that was Friday. That was two days before. It was humid as heck, and we were we were dying. Like I'd never like sweated so much, so we had to leave early. <laughs> yeah. nah, that that makes uh, sense. It, it, it was really uncomfortable. Yeah, um, it's tropical weather. But yeah. we went to Magic Kingdom that night too. So it's even more humid when the power goes out. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's very humid. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're from the desert, so yeah, it's it's like negative humidity where we're at. So when we're in a place that has that much humidity, it really takes a toll. Oh yeah. God! Yeah, just to be cognizant of time, I wanna I wanna get to the park that I want to hear your opinion on the most is Magic Kingdom. Uh, you being a Disneyland fan, if there was no Disneyland, there would not be the Magic Kingdom. When you first entered our version of that, what did you think? I thought, dang, that castle is huge. But. <laughs> 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 Again, that's another one of the things where it's like I can be told a million times, oh, the castle is bigger, but you really don't have like a, a concept of how bigger it is. You know, what this thing is just, just towers over our castle over here. And that was really cool. That was neat. The park itself, it really freaked me out because at first I, I was cognizant of I'm not in Disneyland. I need to use the map to make sure I know where I'm going. Mm -hmm. But as soon as I started getting familiar and I started going the wrong way, I got frustrated. <laughs> uh, no, Thunder Mountain's over here, not Haunted Mansion, but nope, there's Haunted Mansion. <laughs> no, that's cool. I understand that because that happens to me when I go to Disneyland. Yeah. It's like, oh, I can navigate this. It's the hub thing. And I'm like, wait, wait, I, I can walk around Big Thunder? Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> that yeah, I love that too, but it freaked me out. I was like, oh, okay, I got to give this way. Okay. So, okay, so going through Magic Kingdom, was there anything that you felt that Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom did better than Disneyland? Yes. I, I think that there was a lot of stuff that was better. I At first, I thought that it was going to be a letdown seeing how much space there was, but how few attractions there were. That's one of the things that I love about Disneyland, how mm -hmm. it, you know, it's very small, but there's more attractions in it than Walt Disney World, like what's going on there. Mm -hmm. People don't but, get that. Um, yeah, I like how they all fit really well at Disneyland, but at Disney World, I don't know, the, the theming there is too is pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to say it, but Haunted Mansion might... I think the inside might be better than the Disneyland one. Interesting, okay. I still couldn't get over the, the, the brick out, the brick building outside, so I really like the Antebellum Manor. But, mm -hmm. yeah, seeing all the neat special effects, something that I've been saying for a while is, like, I wish they would just, you know, you know close Haunted Mansion for just a little bit, you touch stuff <laughs> with some, like, modern special effects and see what we can make of it, because I feel like it'd be really cool. And I feel like they did that they, with the... Um, you know, there's that one scene where you're going through and the walls are kind of black. You're this, while well, you're writing at this point, 
and you kind of hear like the wood creaking and you see like the the wallpaper that turns into the wallpaper on the wall and just being able to like have something point that out and say hey look here's another little detail you might have missed that was really cool for me i and seeing like how how the it didn't look like it's just a projector it all looked like it fit there so that was just that was cool I, that was my favorite part, I think, and it's, it's such a small little part, but it was so neat to see. Did you guys know that your Thunder Mountain is super rough? Yes, yes, yeah, we knew that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. we knew that. Okay, wildest ride in the wilderness. I almost lost my glasses on that ride. Yeah, it's pretty bumpy. Y'all, y'all, really? I think y'all got yeah. the better upgrade. Yeah, like somebody, I think somebody three cars back was like, "Mister, did you lose your glasses?" Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, they did. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was. I think that was the first ride we went on when we got there. And yeah, going going along that thing, I, I expected. What I've been told is that you know, oh, imagine the Disneyland Thunder Mountain, but with every left turn you make at Disneyland, make a right turn, and and so on. You know, like you do right. right. Anyway, so I was like, okay, so it's just backwards or like mirrored, and no, dang, that thing is that, that threw us around. That kind of hurt. <laughs> I mean, I can handle that on Matterhorn. <laughs> I was gonna say, if you feel that way about that one, compare your Space Mountains. What do you think? Yeah, that's another thing. I'm surprised at how much I like your Space Mountain, but it scares the crap out of me when I yep. ride it sometimes because <laughs> I can't tell where. You know, I'm kind of tall. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they have you know, they take account for that, but like, I can't tell where the bottom of the track is sometimes, and I know the. My space out in like the back of my hand, you know, I, I can tell. Oh yeah, here's a turn coming up right here. Here's a turn coming up right here. And going on yours, especially that one part where you go right past the lift hill, and you can like freak out the people that are like going up. Oh, I love screaming at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I yeah. love to scream. Oh my god, get yeah. me off of this thing! <laughs> <laughs> it hurts! It hurts! I think all around. I mean, the well, the yes, the, the theme is the same from Disneyland and Disney World. Uh, I think the better comparison would be Matterhorn to World Space Mountain, just because the same ride system. Yeah, that makes like sense. Yeah. Layout. But yeah, no, I really like the Space Mountain there too, which, like I said, surprised me. I, I figured I would just be like, yeah, it's just Matterhorn, but it's not. It's really cool. That, uh, I like the Liberty Square. Oh, dude, Muppet. Mm. Oh, yeah. History. Yes. How oh, that's great. That's great. We, we, every time we saw it, I cracked up. That was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Great moments in history. I, man, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Oh, you haven't seen it yet? No, I'm going to oh, yeah. see it's, it in about 10 in a days. A couple weeks, yeah, 10 days. They're going down there. Well, that's right. You're going to. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's very good. Very good. Uh, when I first when you said Muppets, so, I'm like, that's at the studios. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. The new show. Uh, yeah, and I think the last thing, one more thing that was weird, I, I think, was the small world of facade, the white and gold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Inside the building. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess I freaked out more than I thought I did because Sarah thought to mention it later. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. inside. So, I don't know. But, so, yeah, I think that was... Magic Kingdom was definitely a win. And overall, I think my feelings about it were I was surprised at how much I liked it compared to Disneyland. Huh. And it makes me wonder which one I want to go to next. Both. Well, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, ooh, that, that's a... T- <laughs> I, I still lean towards Disneyland, I think, but... Yeah, but we're over here, so yeah, maybe since I mean, he's over there, he might want to come back and explore more. Grass is always greener on the other side. Yeah, and, yeah, no, d- yeah. no doubt about it. <laughs> right. Let me ask you this real quick, because you were down there when the hurricane uh, rolled through. 
but you weren't saying on property at the time. They, you're, you, your day. Let me let me understand this right. You you say the contemporary, right? Yeah. Okay, and your stay ended, what, the day before Irma was coming? Well, it was supposed to go to the day that Irma was there, but we tried to hit a flight on the way out the day before, so that's when um, we cut our trip a day short. So we did a half day at Magic Kingdom that morning, mm-hmm. uh, but the flight got canceled, so we ended up staying with a friend. Okay. And Yeah, so we had already canceled our hotel at that point, I think Friday... Yeah, it was Friday evening when we came back to the hotel. We said, oh, we're, we have to leave a day early so they get got us the refund and everything. So that's, that's what happened there. Okay, so like I thought you asked for another... Uh, I thought you asked to stay there an additional night. Uh, maybe I was mistaken. Well, we, we tried to um, once we found out that the flight was canceled. But at that point, it was like the day before the hurricane was there. Everyone from South Florida, we learned, flocked up to Walt Disney World to stay in the places that are super safe for hurricanes. So at that point, a lot of stuff was booked, and we wanted to stay in the contemporary, and we weren't really sure if that was going to be worth the money since we had a fallback option, and we were able to to save the cash on that. So, like, Disney didn't say to you, when you went back to him, you asked him to see whether or not you could get uh, another room, right? Like, stay additional, and they were booked. Disney didn't say, well, let us find you since you're flight's canceled there's a hurricane coming you need some place to go for shelter they didn't offer to find you something at another resort or no they're like yeah they said we're sorry we're uh the contemporary is all booked up so we're at is there anything else we can help you with something (laughs) like that i was i don't know good luck and god bless right we don't want that we don't want no more liability Evict Vic Stephen Downs. Now <laughs> <laughs> with that, I mean, it seems a little yeah. wrong that they wouldn't have tried to find some kind of room for you, knowing that you can't just go home and and a storm's coming. So I was a little bit confused by that when we were talking about it earlier. Uh, so I was looking to see if, if if you could offer some clarification, but no, it sounds like. That's exactly what they did, and y'all just y'all were fortunate enough to have a friend in the area. Yeah, yeah. That, I, I mean, that's pretty much what happened. I we felt kind of I rubbed the wrong way by a lot of cast members out there. It was oh, that was a big noticeable difference too. But um, yeah, I hadn't really dealt with staying at Disney hotels before. I think this is the first time I've ever stayed on property on on either coast. So hmm. I don't know that was frustrating. <laughs> You're telling me that the cast members in Disneyland is nice are nicer than the cast members in Disney World? Uh, sort of. I don't want to. I want to say for everyone because I know there are definitely some standout cast members in Walt Disney World. But overall, we just we felt there was definitely a difference in quality of uh, of service at Disneyland versus Walt Disney World. Huh. Wow. See, I always had the opposite way where I felt like when we went to Disneyland, I felt like they were very dismissive. And then the, the people at Disney World were... Really? Yes. I, I, I was shocked. Huh. And it wasn't just me. It was my, my family. Like, as a whole, we kind of felt like they kind of just rushed you along when, like, I remember specifically going up and trying to order something. Like, we're out of that. And I'm like, oh, okay. And the woman goes, next. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. We I'm, out. I'm, Come. Give me a minute. I'm processing. I'm trying to figure out what else I want here. We out of food. we waiting in line for about 15 Dang. minutes. Come on. We out of turkey leg. Get going. Wow. 
Well, look, man, thank you for coming on and and, and sharing with us. Uh, I'm really glad you did that because we were kind of anxious to see how Disneyland, I mean, as a, as a Disneyland enthusiast, how Disney World stacked up on your first trip. So uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, it was so cool. I can't wait to get back out there. Yeah, yeah. it'll be it'll be under like better circumstances, too. So that might change the whole travel experience for you. And next time you go, make time for the water parks because you're right. That humid heat, you need something to cool you off in those water parks great lapu lapu yeah, does that did just fine oh did you oh awesome so, okay yeah yeah i, I also didn't mention that yeah that was on our uh like our rent day so we didn't do any of the regular theme parks but we did type in the good for half a day so that, that was really neat that's again really good theming really good ride i i was thoroughly impressive at all so well, I, I just want to pick on something that you mentioned you said you did a rest day so good for you man that's awesome that's how you do it <laughs> yeah yeah there's no way we could have kept going for six or seven or how many was it six days straight yeah um, there's so much walking there compared to disneyland <laughs> well hey look um just to let you know hurricane season happens between the beginning of june and november usually so <laughs> you want to plan your next trip accordingly that way you don't run into irma or anything like her again um, you could do that. You're usually okay. really active between August and September. Uh, you, yeah, yeah. Just kind of keep that you in mind. The best time, then, right in the middle of that. <laughs> yeah, just tell Lee. Look, avoid hurricanes if you can. Just when you book with Lee, just tell him just to kind of avoid it. <laughs> can you put that in travel plan? <laughs> that Lee? was very inconsiderate that he would book his vacation in the well, middle of a hurricane. What the hell's wrong with that dude, man? And he's got wind chimes. He knows when they're coming. He That's does. why he's not on this show right now. That's <laughs> why he can't take he this does. call because he's ashamed. He should he, be. He's hiding. My mom doesn't even have <laughs> book, her luggage tag yet. Booked his honeymoon. During a hurricane. Look at that. That's <laughs> terrible. Uh, That's trifling, Lee. That's Lasavica. true. If she ever fusses at you, you can blame Lee. That's what you do. That's right. That's right. That's right. He paid to be a scapegoat. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Well, Stephen, thank you so much, man. Oh, thank you guys so much for having me on. It's been great talking to you. No, man. It's an absolute pleasure, man. Great to finally uh, get to hear your voice. Yes, sir. Cool. We'll have to do this again sometime. Absolutely. Yeah. Hopefully after your next trip. If anything, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be great. All right, Steve. We'll talk to you later, man. We'll see you on the social media. For sure, yeah. Talk to you later, guys. All right, man. All see right. you. Bye. Take, Take care. it easy. So here we are on the Hub, and for today, we have part two of Enchanted Tales with Peter. If you didn't get a chance to check out the first half of this show, go back to Magic Our Way number 185. There you'll hear his take on the story about the stormtroopers, the middle-aged women, and the unsuspecting janitor. As well as you want to hear about some dancing characters and much, much more. So enough of my jibber-jabber, man. Let's resume with part two of Enchanted Tales with Peter. Is there like a is there like a hierarchy when it comes to character performers over there at Disney? Because I mean, it seems oh, to yeah. me like you know, let's take a character like Ariel. Okay, is there like an official Ariel performer? Like she's the one you see in the parade. She's she's the number one Ariel. And then there's underneath there, there's like five or six Ariels that y'all can plug in at a moment's notice. <laughs> Back up. Yeah, yeah, backup Ariel. So yeah. Is that how it works? <laughs> oh, because me and my dad would always talk about that. Like, we'd meet Mary Poppins and, you know, like, but was it the real Mary Poppins? Like, the good Mary Poppins kind of thing. So, uh, the way that things work at Disney is um, the the set princesses that you see a lot of, uh, whether it's um, parades, but mainly, like, the uh, commercials and stuff like that, the, the, the marketing collateral that they publish, yeah. those are considered media 
face characters. Mm-hmm. And so certain girls will become media face characters for certain things. Um, there was a girl that I actually recruited from uh, Southeastern uh, University. Um, she was friends with Anna from Frozen. Oh. And uh, she actually became a media Anna during her college program. Oh, wow. Which is insane because there was a lot of older girls that were very, very pissed off about that um, because they had been working a little bit longer at the company and they're like, how did she come in? But she just had the perfect look. And when I look at pictures of her, it's incredible. I mean, she legitimately looks like Anna. Yeah. And um, it's just one of those things, just like luck of genetics and mm-hmm. um, and there and height. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, as well. you, yeah. you could look exactly like her, but if you don't have the height, you can't. It, it, exactly, exactly. And so um, that's that's kind of like the hierarchy there. I mean, it, it, it goes media face for everything all the important things um even like celebrity meet and greets and vip meet and greets if you're available on property they're going to pull you um and even there was um i forgot who it was if it was a tiana um or mulan would get requested by a certain um vip client of disney all the time (laughs) and so she would get like something on her schedule called a um a uh, Disney special event uh, or a DSE, I believe. And, um, she would get, she would go do an hour meet and greet as like, as the face care she was. And this person was like paying thousands and thousands of dollars just to meet her because his daughter loved her. And she was like, well, she's the, she's the one that actually looks like so-and-so. And, um, yeah, that's the story he tells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My daughter likes her. That has nothing to do with me like her. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if it was Jasmine, it'd be one thing. Right. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, the, the hierarchy is um, you, you have the girls that are very visible, the, all the the television and the marketing appearances. Those girls stay consistent with media face characters, and each face character has a media set girl. And sometimes those media girls are just like, hell yeah, like they don't think they're mm-hmm. things. It's and they treat everybody underneath them like. Um, mm. but then you have some girls that actually get pulled from Cal, uh, California mm-hmm. from Disneyland and they're like, Hey, we're short a couple of girls over here for like, one was Jasmine actually. This, girl, right? got, this girl got pulled for Jasmine. Um, got a and, name. <laughs> I do have a <laughs> name. number. I, yeah. <laughs> I do have a name. I won't say it. Um, she, uh, after she, the show, that's good. Yeah. She, uh, she was a Royal. B- oh, <laughs> yeah. you still want that yeah. number? Yeah. Yes, actually, yeah. You know me by now, right? My bad. Um, She she uh, she was in our break room and she was complaining about the air conditioning. She was complaining about the heat outside. She told her attendant, "Look, don't tell me uh, that I have uh, two more families left. I'm just going to end whenever I feel like it." I mean, she came and she thought she was the Jasmine. Mm -hmm. She was like, "Oh well, Disney World paid for my relocation to come out here." Tell him, Jasmine. Tell him, girl. All right. And so, like, I was friends with one of the guys that was Aladdin, and he was just like, dude, kill me. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yeah, if you had a lamp right now, all three would be to kill kill yourself or kill her, right? um, (laughs) Prince Ali wants to be free. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, that that kind of stuff happens occasionally yeah. and so there's a lot of inner drama with entertainment and mm. and with those girls and um and then even sometimes guys get like that too and um it, but the, the hierarchy thing i mean it's usually just media and then you have a bunch of girls that are bid certain places and then you have all your girls that try to pick up the shifts as face characters and um those are the ones that are like that 
really are passionate about doing it and then it's usually the ones that are just like yeah i'm just here you know just gonna be cinderella today and just see some kids (laughs) so like the media ones are the ones that you'll see on the floats yeah uh well not necessarily all the time but you'll have girls that are they have to be prey oriented so they have to have a a movement score of like a three or higher to be in the parade explain that explain what that means movement score so um, when you go into your initial audition as a character, they judge you on two things initially. It's animation and your movement. So movement okay. is considered dancing, and then your animation is um, your all your body language. Okay. Um, and then when they you can break down to other things like uh, puppetry, still performing, stuff like that um, at different workshops at Disney. Um, so during your initial audition, um, you, you go in as a big group, and um, they pretty much know who they're going to send on to the, the animation round and everything solely based off you checking in with your height because you have gray zones that have no characters or that have they, they, they don't need the characters at certain heights so they'll eliminate you but instead of eliminate you right away they'll put you through the parade test and they'll give you an a count of a parade march and it's uh mine was to the tune of a remix of small world after all and um it, by like jump seven or something like that and I uh, had like this nice hip hop beat and you had to sit there and have a smile on your face the whole time and just like pivot arms out turn spin <laughs> and um, they do that and then they don't judge you based off of that they just one they see what your height range is and then two they see you're smiling pretty much you go into an animation thing for your second round where they give you a scenario it's a storyline that you have to say you have to do a story in a minute uh, with the scenario they're given it has to have a beginning middle and end so mine was uh, there was uh, lost treasure and you were treasure hunting as any character you want to be. Treasure hunting, and you you arrive on an island, and then you start trying to dig for treasure, and then something happens while you're digging for treasure. They don't tell you what. They just tell you something happens while you're digging for treasure, and you have to find your way out of that, and at the very end, you find your treasure, and we want you to show the treasure to your judges. You have a minute to do it. We're going to put some music on. You can't talk. Go. <laughs> no pressure. And I was just like, oh. But... um. I, I had no training or any kind of like theater experience before that. And I was just coming up with stuff in my head because I'm thinking visually in my head, like what would be funny to me? And so like I I'm digging for the gold and on my second dig in, I throw the shovel and my hands go really far out. And I like look back like, Oh shit, I lost my shovel. Ah. And I actually got one of the judges to laugh. I'm like, Oh, there we go. <laughs> and, um, and, and that's, that is what I feel sealed the deal for me because immediately after that, they go into a movement routine. And it, it was like, I think two or three, eight counts of like a jazz routine. And my, my experience with dancing is uh, very loose, uh, hip hop. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I can, I can bust a move here and there. Uh, I, I mean, not you to don't, you're on the internet. I can bust a move, but I can't do, uh, PK turns and little chasses here and there. Um, that's what Disney world looks for. Mm-hmm. And so they do this eight count and then they go through another eight count and then another, and I am lost as hell. And I'm like, wow, this is going to be great. And then, one of the uh, assistants were like, "Hey, like if if you're nervous, just as long as you end in the ending pose and have fun with it, you'll be fine." I'm like, "All right, cool." So I did the wobble. Um, <laughs> didn't even do any of the choreography. The first two eight counts, the last eight count, I attempted to do this arm thing where I like I chasseed across the floor with my hands out with a big smile on my face, and then a turn, spin, land on one knee, going, "Yeah, <laughs> I tried that." And I was cracking up laughing the entire time. And then I made one of the judges like <laughs> spit her water out. <laughs> um, I mean, it was, it was pretty terrible. Um, but 
I had fun with it. And that was the big thing. And then they, you stand there and it's, it's kind of like dancing with the stars. You stand there and you're like, <laughs> 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 waiting for the judges to like give you your, like, and that's legitimately how it was. I'm sitting there like, <laughs> I have four other people and like, I can tell the girl next to me, she was behind me. And I know she was trying to like look at me to like <laughs> to remember the movements and I was not helping her. <laughs> and so she just had like, I could feel like this entire right side of my body just burning. I knew she was looking at me. I turned and I'm like big smile on my face and she's just like, Mother <laughs> I'm like, Oh, sorry. And so, uh, one of the assistants stopped me and she's like, Oh, what was that? I was like, you told me I had fun with that. I just want to have fun. I was like, I appreciate the time. And I walked out and I, I want to leave that impression with them. Like, you know what? I might not be able to do that jazz stuff. Y'all want it, but yeah. I had fun with it and I put a smile on y'all's face and that's what I wanted. And then a uh, month and a half later, I got the email saying, Hey, and then I checked my scores and I got a four in animation, which was amazing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, four out of five in animation. Um, they usually give people threes or twos. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting a four was to me a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got a two in movement and two in movements like, yeah, like, you shook your butt a little bit. Like a one is pretty bad. One, yeah. you might not even make it. A two, if you have a strong animation score, a two can be overlooked. A three is like the, the benchmark. You need a three to be able to be parade-oriented at Disney World, and I can never get a three. I went back to two other re-auditions after, because every year you have to re-audition to be a character, and so I went to two auditions <laughs> both years. Animation went down some kind of way. Animation went down to a three both years. So I was like... Apparently, I'm getting really bad at my job. And then <laughs> the movement stated too. Well, they're, or they're used to your yeah. routine. That, yeah. Well, the routine changes up every time. I was, I was, uh, it was summer camp my second year, and the third year was I was giving a dog a bath. I'm like, and really weird storylines. Well, yeah, like that's what I'm saying though. Less to work with. I mean, the yeah. shovel thing that was gold. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah. It was. Yeah. I could not have planned that name better. But uh, yeah. So um, that's how all that stuff works. And so like the the movement score you get every time you audition and it's it's tough for me it was tough and um i kind of laugh at it now because i'm like god y'all don't know what y'all are missing out on i could have been the best goddamn canopy carrier that you've ever seen <laughs> it's, it's so funny to me that's all you want to do is i, I be a canopy carrier honestly honestly it was i had a lot of friends that did it and i thought it would be cool to be with them but at the same time it's the one thing that was in my high range and it was something that i was a i wanted to just I want to march down Main Street. How Here tall are you? I am five, ten and a half. Five, ten and a half. So who's that qualify you for? Uh, that, I was Dead High Tigger. Dead High Tigger. Dead, dead High Tigger. And then uh, rules got kind of changed and I got approved on a whim to be like the tallest buzz. Okay. And that took me a year and a half of convincing them to let me do that. How tall would you have to be to say play like the Mad Hatter? Because I think that would be like, that's to me is the coolest face job. Mad Hatter is on the shorter end because I mean, Never. obviously the cartoon version is extremely short because right. he's, right. he's, right. he's, he's, yeah. he's shorter than Alice and Alice is a 12 year old girl. So you're not going to have a 12 year old girl play Alice. So Alice has to be short as well. So Alice's would be Pooh and Chipmunk height. And so they would be five, four. Um, wow. and I was going to so, say like five, two. Oh no, five two. You're getting to like maybe. I mean, really tall mouse hike. Mouse hike kind of ends at like five one, and they can make exceptions sometimes depending on their need. Um, but yeah, a, a hatter is probably like five six at the tallest. Um, but wow. I mean, it just depends. No. You know, because you're sitting down whenever they come to visit you, like right. especially when you do character breakfasts and stuff like that. I guess you just don't notice. 
yeah. uh, how much shorter they are. But uh, wow, I was surprised to hear you say that. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of people forget that too, and that's why like a lot of people always forget like oh, uh, Piglet, uh, infamous Piglet story. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Piglet, Piglet uh, is a girl in there because I mean Piglet is like four eleven to five one somewhere in that range, uh, a mouse height character. Um, huh. And so it, it height is a very big thing at Disney. Is that why you don't see many Piglets? Like you see a lot of Poos, you see a lot of Tiggers, you see Eeyore, but yeah, Piglet's kind of rare. Piglet, like in special events, you'll see Piglet come yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, the only place you can meet Piglet right now is Crystal Palace. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they, they'll pull Piglets for um, one-off things where there's not e- there's either not a Tigger or a Poo um, somewhere else. Um, like at Magic Kingdom, uh, the meet and greet is Poo and Friends, even though it's Poo and Tigger. Uh, Tigger will be the first character to go. If something happens and there's not enough Tiggers, they'll pull in a Eeyore or they'll pull in a Piglet or they'll pull in a Yellow Rabbit for that. Mm-hmm. And that's how Disney gets away with it like because they advertise it as Pooh and Friends. Tigger's never guaranteed to be the friend, even uh, though he is 99% of the time. Mm-hmm. But Pooh is always set there because it's Pooh's ride and it's yeah. Pooh and Friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, like at, when at Epcot, it was always the same thing. It was uh, uh a poo and poo and tigger meet and greet and a little asterisk like subject to availability and um and I, I i did sets with eeyore a couple times i'd had a piglet maybe once at epcot with me and then i had yellow rabbit which is really cool uh for new yes. year for new year's yeah. eve that's yeah. another one you don't see that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're right you're right yeah and, that, and that's that's a that's a mouse height character as well get out of here yeah, so that's, that's tall yeah, he looks tall because of the ears, but they, they oh, see out of the right. nose. They see out of the little pink nose, and um, they're, they're a, a mouse height. So. Is, is Pluto Damn. mouse height? Uh, Pluto is actually just his own height. Pluto's uh, about five six five seven, and so most of the Plutos wind up doing Buzz Lightyear because they're on the shorter end of the spectrum oh, from okay. Buzz. Okay. So, um, yeah, so a lot of Plutos wind up going into um, the Buzz Lightyear thing, but Buzz Lightyear has to be specially fitted, and you have to get approved in it mm-hmm. based off of the weight and how the animation is. And um, you have to have your arms have to be longer than your um uh, a little bit longer than normal to actually do buzz based on the armor that he has yeah. on his hands. Oh, and wow. It's, uh, yeah. So with me, um, I got denied the first time I went in for a fitting for buzz. And then, um, I found out the, the manager was just being a dick to a bunch of people not approving anybody. Mm-hmm. So I went in like maybe a month later and went and re, uh, fit for the costume. And they're like, yeah, you're fine. And, um, yeah. So it, it just, Heights everything at Disney. It's <laughs> it's insane. Well, also, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Man. I was gonna one last one about the height. What about Goofy? Goofy um, starts off. You can have a short Goofy. Um, I, I think they've changed the rules though since the last time I was there. Um, the shortest Goofy used to be six foot. I think now it's six one. I was gonna say because like every time I've stood by Goofy, hat or no hat, he's always taller than me, and yeah. I'm easily six two. Yeah. So Goofy sees out of the mouth. Um, uh, and so. Uh, that that'll give you the kind of the the basis of where their height is. Um, Goofy can go all the way up though to uh, six four six five. Hey, um, oh wow! Because it's it's all black tights on the arms and legs, and yeah. so it's not a a set costume like Tigger is. Tigger's just a onesie, and if you're longer than that and your legs start showing, you can't be Tigger. But with Goofy, it's like there's there's a there's some leeway to kind of have the arm extension, the leg extension with it, and um and so i think i think goofy's one of the hardest characters to do because just because of the autograph situation um as a character you're supposed to make it look like your character is looking at the autograph and writing um goofy has that long snout Mm -hmm. and when they're looking out of the mouth they actually have the they sign blind that's why sometimes your goofy signatures kind of look kind of like 
because the, they're signing blind. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, you see that yeah, with yeah. Pluto. Pluto balances the book on, on his, his nose. nose. And they look out of the mouth to see it. Same thing with Pluto. Pluto is a little easier um, uh, to, to do blind um, just because, I mean, they, they always say, well, Pluto's a dog and you know, he, he, he doesn't know how to write that well. <laughs> Goofy, Goofy is the dog that can write. Mm-hmm. Always felt like Pluto was like the rejected Disney character that like, <laughs> that like Walt Disney was just like, you know what? I have this other dog that can talk and do stupid but this one's just not going to be, he's, he's going to be a mute. And so like, that's how they treat Pluto. It's like, Oh, Pluto's just a puppy. And he, he <laughs> I'm like, no, Pluto's like what? 80 years old now. Like what? Whatever. He's um, not yeah. a sign of book. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah. And so, but with goofy, they, the way they teach it, the autograph is all by number. So goofy's uh six, zero, zero, uh, seven, uh, one in the slash. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. So, I mean, that's how they, they, they memorize that in their head and that's how they do it. And so like, it's you'll you'll get some goofies that just don't give a shit. they'll they'll just look at it blatantly and they're like oh tigger or not tigger uh goofy's eating the book and no <laughs> he's actually just signing your autograph really great right now <laughs> and then you have the ones that keep it in character and they put it on their nose and they and kids think it's hilarious to because you can hear it and, and then they're like oh he, he's looking at your book and then i mean that that performer is sitting there just i mean arms fully extended signing <laughs> that book blind he's like well hopefully I don't lift this pin up or the pins not run out of ink because I'm not going to know. And they close the book and they hand it off and they never look at their signature. <laughs> I, I knew, so, I knew so many goofies that were just like, yeah, I never look at a single f-ing autograph. I do. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I, I had those moments too. I would try to get really fast with my Tigger autograph and I would, I would, I was able to do it with my eyes closed and it was came out perfect every time, but it's only because I did Tigger for only two years. But these guys that did goofy, they would be doing goofy. They go to genie, and then they go switch out to other characters, and it's like, wow. And Woody, Woody's another big one that Goofies do. So you have those issues, but with me, it was just like, yep, just Tigger, two years, <laughs> two years, I got this. Yeah. So where, where are you looking as Tigger? Where are you looking at him? You looking out of the mouth? Uh, right out of the nose. Right out of the nose. Yeah. So the, it, it's um, the the way that everything's rested on my head is uh, the nose came out probably about eight inches in front of me, and it was a mesh nose, mesh screen. Um, it was a triple screen. So it had mesh on the inside, had a plastic screen, and then it had more mesh on the outside. And um, there's pretty much no way you'd ever be able to tell that I'm looking through the the nose whatsoever. You could shine a flashlight into it, mm-hmm. um, can't see anything. And, um, and so I always thought it was great because I knew that my eyes were always right here. Mm-hmm. And so I could always just like, if I was getting embarrassed, I'd be like, oh, and just shake my head a little bit and had the eyes covered. And it, it took a little while. And um, we have full body length mirrors at every break room. So inside and outside. So even outside of your break room, right before you go out on stage, you can look at yourself in the mirror and do a couple quick animation things real quick and just to get the feel for it. And so I would do that uh, when I was first starting for about the first two or three weeks. I would look at myself in the mirror right before I go out. I would get dressed about two minutes early and I'd, for two minutes, I would just sit there and just play around in costume and I'd find something stupid or funny to do and something that was different. I hadn't seen other performers do and um, that's how I kind of perfected all the movements and everything with, with uh, Tigger. Like, I, I got to imagine when most guests interact with you, they're looking above your sight line, right? Yeah, everybody's looking, everybody's making eye contact with the eyes. Um, you'd have some guests that kind of would try to figure it out. Yeah. So I'd have some that like look in the mouth. And the mouth was a mesh screen, um, but the mouth was so low. I mean, it was pretty much on my chest. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, they're, they're kind of just like looking <laughs> under me. <laughs> so it was either they're looking under me or they're looking over me. Occasionally, I have some people look at the nose, and usually it was kids. 
but I realized the kids would, were just so fascinated by it because it was like this big, like black nose and they would just go up to it really closely. And all of a sudden they just go and like kiss it. Uh, like, Aw. <laughs> Aw, that's kind of weird. I hope so you thought they were looking right at you like, Oh, he's got and, me, and, oh, yeah, oh, me yeah. out. And um, then I would freeze. I'm like, Oh, and i'm thinking like oh my god like is the i'm like sitting there squinting to see if like the mesh is messed up because i mean sometimes i was making direct eye contact with him i'm like can you see me (laughs) (laughs) and and then the kid would just do something cute or something completely disgusting like like cough into it and i could just feel it coming Uh, into my face i'm like oh well i'm gonna get sick later tonight so um but yeah i mean i most of the time the guests were just looking at the eyes and or the or the mouth for whatever reason because most people are like oh he's looking at the mouth <laughs> nope jokes on you book the nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're right because the nose is a lot bigger than what you would think yeah because mm-hmm. yeah, like the mouth is teeny tiny yeah yep, it's it like is. a little slit the mouth is the mesh, and I mean that's more of an airflow for us. Um, the worst thing, though, is that it doesn't really push air out; it pushes more air in, mm-hmm. and so um, I would get gassy a lot on set, um, <laughs> especially after like lunch breaks and stuff. And um, we there's subways at pretty much every location, and my favorite thing at Subway is a foot long meatball sub. Mm, oh, nice. oh god. I actually had one today for lunch. With cheese? Oh, with cheese? With oh, cheese? yeah. Yeah, the shredded cheese. And, oh, oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Toasted. Yeah, I'm with you. With However, you. doing that in Florida heat in a costume. Oh, yeah. I mean, immediately after finishing that, I, I would devour it. And then I'm like, yeah, I got like 10 minutes. And I look at my clock. It's like I have three minutes left to go out. And I'm like, oh, well, this is going to be a show and, um, <laughs> there was times where i would just belch or sometimes just let one rip and then of course the very next kid is this short kid and then my rule says wait well, if the kid's under your hip you got to get down to your knee i dive down to my knee and just whiff of like my oh. you know, belch, and it would never leave because tigger's head's so hollow the smell would just be in there i'm like oh my god so i do an entire set <laughs> trying not to either throw up or just pass out from just the stench in there you're like kid i really love you you have no clue right yeah. now <laughs> yeah well speaking of which you told us a story about a little girl that made you um <laughs> yes. regurgitate into your uh costume at one point in time you told us about this off air but do you mind telling oh, absolutely because this will this will accumulate to a, a, a second story so two times in the same week eating a foot long meatball sub from Disney <laughs> one at Magic Kingdom and then three days later one at Animal Kingdom okay I should have learned my lesson the first day mm-hmm. didn't think it was ever going to happen again and then three freaking days later it happened again um, first day I'm at Crystal Palace as a performer we call it Crystal Prison it's the worst location for any performer to do as a buffet or dining character experience because it has the most tables out of any restaurant and it, all the tables are so compact together can go wrong at any time i'm sitting there as um probably this is probably a year in um to me working at the company so i'm seasonal at this point Um, my manager trusted me enough to help train a a character attendant to go around the restaurant so she he put this sweet sweet girl with me I mean, she's fresh out of training. She still has her earning her ears ribbon on her name tag. And they're like, yeah, just treat her really nice and just show her the rotation and just kind of like bear with her. I'm like, all right, cool. Perfect. Legitimately, this was her very first shift out of training. I'm like, and they gave you me and they gave you Crystal Palace. They hate you. (laughs) And um, we're going around the restaurant. Everything's fine. This is my very first set after lunch. We're maybe 10 minutes in and I get to this table and there's a mom in her daughter, her daughter's like asleep on her shoulder and there's two autograph books on the table. So 
I kind of like get my stance where my, my legs are spread a little bit and I'm kind of down to a lower level to sign these autograph books. And she looks at me and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry, Tigger. My daughter's afraid of you. And I'm thinking, well, this girl's like your daughter's asleep on your shoulder. And I just assume that the autograph book was the mom's and the daughter's. Was not talking about that sleeping beautiful daughter. She was talking about the little bitch underneath the table that screams, go away, Tigger. And I mean, everything <laughs> happened slow motion. I, I looked down and I mean, with the force of a freaking like Rocky Balboa, this little girl's <laughs> fist thrust upward right into my crotch. No. I mean, the worst spot possible. And I mean, I felt everything in that moment just like... I saw legitimate stars. Yeah. And I felt everything in my stomach just. And I saw the look of my attendant's face. And her eyes were so wide. And she was like, oh, oh, what, what do I do? I, I couldn't even talk because I was trying to swallow the vomit that was coming up. I grab her by the arm and I'm running and pulling this sweet, blonde, beautiful attendant behind me. I mean, running through the restaurant burst through the kitchen doors. I knew I wasn't going to make it into the elevator to get back downstairs to the break room. So I burst into the manager's office. No manager was in there. I ripped my head off and everywhere. Ooh. And then she had the nurse. What, What can I do? I was so pissed in that moment that I was like, go get that little girl's name (laughs) as a joke. I I turn around and she is gone. And I'm like, oh, she actually. (laughs) That's good. That's good. (laughs) So she so she goes, she goes and gets the little girl's name and she comes back maybe like a minute and a half later. I'm like, where'd you go? She goes, oh, I got her name. Her name's Anna. I'm like, what is that going to do for me? I was joking. (laughs) And then she comes and tells me. Um, yeah, Anna's dad is yelling at her and said that she killed Tigger. Oh, Aww. so as a parent, I mean, all the parents out there as a parent, if something goes wrong to a character meet and greet, wherever you're at, never tell a child that you killed a Disney character. Never. I, don't, I don't know, man. I mean, she like Ryu uppercutted you and stuff, yeah, you know, in well, the, the prize. <laughs> I mean, that's a, yeah. Zoruka, yeah. Uh, that's a killer move. Yeah. No matter where it's at. Finish him. Um, <laughs> and so what wound up happening was I at, at Crystal Palace to do celebrations. They have these these awesome cartoon cards that are blank that have all the Disney characters on them. And um, we we signed probably a thousand a day downstairs and they give them out throughout the day for different celebrations, whether it's birthdays, anniversaries, whatever. I took a card. I saw in the office, a blank one, and I wrote a freaking note. I was like, oh, Anna, right? One end. Cool. Anna, <laughs> this is Tigger. I was just going to check on Picklet to make sure he was okay in the 100 acre wood. Love you lots. And then I signed every character from Winnie the Pooh. And I went and gave this little girl a card. So she stopped crying because her dad told her she killed me. I gave this little girl a card after she made me vomit. And it was like, have a magical day. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So that, that, was my point where I was like, was she at least nice to you at that point though? She would not even take the card. I had to give it to her dad and the dad like hugged me on the side. I was like, Hey dude, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. I was thanks like, dad. Thanks. Yeah. And then you I can thought, break Tigger a hundred. Yeah. yeah. And then I thought, I thought to myself, you know what? Like 
this is what they like they tell us like i almost had to take one for the team because they tell you if you're gonna be sick try to make it offset if you can't you just gotta throw up in costume dude you took two for the team oh yeah I, yeah i took a lot three more too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and um and so i thought you know what there you go i got it out of my system it's done it never happened again three days later no animal kingdom this is a little bit different the animal kingdom uh, i'm coming off my lunch set it's towards the end of my set and our set was only about 30 minutes long because it, it was during the summer and everything and um it was a little hotter so we were only out there for 30 minutes and i'm on the ground um i'm on one knee and there's this little girl meatballs uh, up yeah, I had another meatball sub. <laughs> it's so good, sub. though. Yeah. It, it yeah. is. Yeah. A really good sandwich. And, and actually, in the meatball sub at Animal Kingdom that day was not that great, so I was already not feeling well with it. Uh-oh. Um, but it wasn't food poisoning or anything, thank God. Um, it just, it, 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 didn't, it didn't taste right. And um, I was like, whatever, I'll just get through this set. Um, waving bye to this little girl. And then I hear, Tigger! And I look, and I realize there's nothing in front of me. He's up in the air. This little kid, slow motion, is coming down from the air, knee-driven right towards me. And, I mean, it makes contact. Almost the same exact freaking location as a little girl three days ago. Oh, come on. I catch the kid one. I fall backwards, and then I realize, oh, here it comes. And, again, Boat Dock's, like, walkway is so long, I am sprinting. I, I, I throw the kid to the side. That's <laughs> popular. Yeah, oh, That's yeah. just social yeah. culture, you know. Yeah. And I'm running up the hill to get back to the backstage area, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm not actually going to make it this time. And I am pulling pieces off of my costume while I'm running up. And I, at this point, I did not give a if a, a guest saw me. I'm like, I. I mean, I'll I'll lose my job. I'm not going to throw up in a freaking thirty thousand dollar costume and ruin this costume for Disney. So I get backstage and I see this recycling bin, and I just I got my head off. <laughs> I mean, instantly, instantly, right in time, and just all over in this recycling bin. And I was just like, I cannot believe this actually happened. And then me being the performer I was, I was like, they're probably still waiting for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on pop, pop the head back on went back down sure enough the little kid was really excited to see tigger finished the set i had vomit still in my mouth and i was like i was like oh shit. i don't i didn't even look at my costume like hopefully i don't have any on me oh I didn't have any on me thank god um oh, but yeah meanwhile the janitor and the gracious like god damn who did this yeah, <laughs> yeah it's uh come on yeah so those are yeah those were I, I cannot like I cannot even make that shit up. Like That's it happened crazy. three days <laughs> apart from each other, ate the same crap. I never ate meatball subs again at Disney oh, like, after that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I I stayed away from it. I was like, yep, I'm just going to do like a peanut butter sandwich. But that's not fair. That's not fair. That's not fair. It's not the sandwich's fault. It's not the sandwich's fault, but it was the fact that like, maybe it was like just bad juju or just bad luck that I was just like, oh, I'm going to have a meatball sub today. Yeah, but what you eat balls, you're going to get knocked in the ball. Once you taste something coming back up, you kind of lose a taste for it coming down. You know, you get, you get hit there. You yeah. get hit there. I mean, you're not going to feel good, period. No, you know, no. Yeah. Uh, you know, stars. Well, that's, I mean, that's my question. I mean, this has got to be an occupational hazard. How come they don't provide you with any uh, body armor? Protection. Protection like, so that's an amazing question. Kevlar um, suits. So it, one of the big things they always said was just like, oh, like, are cups like, available for guys? Because the way Tigger's uh, belly is, is... Um, our groin area is actually the lower white part of the belly for a tigger. Um, 
the Disney's response was, it's very hard for y'all to have cups because if a kid goes and hugs you or puts their face on you, and the first thing they feel is that cup, and they go, what's that hard thing Tigger's touching me with? A tumor. Uh, <laughs> a tumor. I just yeah. ate. So, but, but the problem is, though, it's like those are the kind of things that actually, like, happened and it could happen where something is misconstrued like that where they feel something uh, a, a a brace or some kind of um something underneath the costume and then a little kid is not going to mean it that way that right. some parents could take it and they can turn to a whole situation and so wow they um so cups were never really allowed um some performers got away with doing knee pads but they had to be silicone knee pads they had to be soft they couldn't be a hard pad Hmm. Um, and also that was just kid safety too because kids love to run up full force sometimes and just dive into the character and if a little kid caught a knee pad to the face I mean they're gone <laughs> yeah. um, and, I, and I've seen it happen I've seen it happen I mean um, but the problem <laughs> is the, sleep move. yeah the, well, the, pro- the, the problem is <laughs> this, this is going to be really sick um, <laughs> there uh, I was I was Tigger at Epcot and uh <laughs> One of my favorite things that, about Epcot was the UK location. Yes. Um, it was very intimate, and we could meet with guests and spend Love as it, much yeah. time as possible with guests. And we would have guests come from the UK, mm-hmm. and they thought it was amazing. And I mean, people in the UK, obviously, I mean, that's where Winnie the Pooh was created and everything. And mm-hmm. so they loved seeing Winnie the Pooh and Tigger. And I'll never forget, I had this, uh, this mom and her daughter come in, and they had the accent and everything. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Oh, bloody brilliant. And, um, <laughs> This little girl comes up and she runs up to Tigger and mouth wide open just lands right in my crotch and goes, oh, oh. and I mean, <laughs> th- she could not have been more than like four or five years oh. old, right? Oh, and no. I'm not, I'm not moving at this point. I'm like, oh my God. And my, my attendance like, oh yeah, let's, let's not hug Tigger that tight. And she's trying to deescalate this situation, but that's the kind of shit that would happen sometimes. And it's just one of those things as a performer, you're like, if I would have moved a certain way, it could have been very provocative and it could have been worse than it already was. And I was mortified when it was happening. I was like, yeah, uh. but I mean, you have to, you have to make light of those situations because I mean, they're, they're going to happen. And when they do happen, it's like, there's, you can't stop that. And it's as much as you want to, it's just it, as a performer, those things, kind of things happen. I mean, I've, I've seen it where guests have accidentally like, unclipped like an aerials brawl by accident and oh, it's no. like uh, <laughs> how do you like, accidentally unclip aerials bra uh, with I skill can purposefully not, unclip my wife's bra with I'm not, skill you I'm, not, I'm not gonna say how to do it because then you're gonna have a lot of guests going oh is that easy and then they're gonna <laughs> aerials grotto at magic kingdom is gonna have a three hour long wait now I tell you what that's gonna be a good time <laughs> the best yeah. attraction next episode we're gonna get messages on facebook like that was the best podcast i ever heard <laughs> my life i tried it it worked this is the best podcast just end up redesigning yeah. the costume right. so, the moral of the story here is that if you're a male disney character performer disney does not care about your junk Huh. is nope. basically what we're, we want to let people know today, right? Yes, Pretty yes. Much, yeah. Yeah. Public safety announcement. Yeah, PSA. Yes. PSA. Damn, PSA. And wow. don't uppercut any, any characters anymore. Kid. Yeah, so, let's, let's not do that. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't punch fly elbows. Then no don't throw your babies. For God's sake, don't yeah. throw away your yeah. babies. How long after you vomit do you get back on stage? I mean, I, to me, like I vomit 
That's the end of the workday. Yeah, off. Going, <laughs> Guys, my, my job is done here. Exactly. Yeah. Did you see the nut punch that happened? <laughs> I'm done today. Um, the, well, it's like theater. It's like the show must go on. Yeah. Well, no. That's, that's, yeah. one nut missing, Kevin. <laughs> no, no. That's, that's, that's yeah. how it works. That's what? how life goes. When, when one nut is up in your lungs <laughs> yeah. and the other still kind of like hanging on for dear life, yeah. we're not going to make it. Yeah. We're not going to make it. <laughs> like, like, I almost threw up a nut. Okay. Yeah. This is, um, nuts I want to be off. It's, I can't have children anymore. <laughs> yeah. I did in the recycling bin. <laughs> like, break. So, yeah, I mean, to... to to Kevin's point, the show must go on, and that's that is the mindset. The very first time it happened, the show did not go on. Um, oh, I, 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 yeah, I, I not. I had I had maybe another thirty minutes left on set at that point, and I I went downstairs. I was like, I, I went and gave the note, and then I need to take a breather. I started feeling a little dizzy, and I was like, I need to go downstairs. I grabbed my attendant. We went downstairs, told them what happened. My my backup performer or my back to back was pissed because he was like, now I got to make up the rotation that you missed. I was like. My bad, dude. You want me to kick you in the nuts? <laughs> yeah, that's some cold people. Yeah. but then, um, but Damn. then Animal, Animal Kingdom. I mean, I went right back on set, finished that family, and then saw one more family after that. Went backstage, had a manager already there because they were like, "Hey, we got to report something. We had a code V somewhere." I'm like, "Yeah, that was in the recycling bin." Um, <laughs> and um, and then I just did my next set as normal. But yeah, um, I try. My big thing is I knew that there was always going to be there's a the great Lou Gehrig saying I think I've said it before is like there's a, um, there's always going to be some kid who's going to be their first time or last time seeing you so I want to make sure it's their best time and yeah, so yeah. Um, that, that was always my mindset with Disney so I never wanted to disappoint a kid or a family um, because I never knew what their backstory was and so I always try to make sure that you know what if even if I'm having a bad day or if I'm injured or uh, whatever like I'm gonna make sure that I'm gonna be on set and I mean I've had my sternum cracked on set I've had both ankles yeah. cracked I mean it's it's not fun but at the end of the day it's like it's not for myself and I could be very selfish and be like oh no I'm not gonna go out there I'm not feeling great but then it's these kids that have waited their entire lives to meet their favorite character mm-hmm. and that's what you always go back to and so show always has to go on and um, especially at Disney I mean that man. Look, I'm with you, sir. But like, if you can't breathe, there's not too many shows left. <laughs> you got to take care of yourself. Yeah. You know, you got to keep spreading the happiness for years down the line. You need your breath. You need your your nuts. Okay? <laughs> well, at least you protect Tigger's yeah. tummy. Yeah, yeah. protect Can we tummy. Protect Tigger's. T- I mean, I just you can't. They can't put like. Okay, I get what you were saying with the with the cup, right? But they can't take like a uh, pillow. Yeah, a pillow. Put a it little in between a little like a little bag of milk stuff with feathers or something. Yeah. Just you know, you're asking like, great hey. questions. You, I mean, you could. I mean, you I mean you legitimately could because there were there were some um, some performers that were a little bit rounder than the others. I mean, I. W- <laughs> I was like 120 at the time soaking wet. And so like I was one of like the scrawniest tiggers. And then I had this guy that was like in the Marines that was one of my backups. And I mean, he was jacked. And so like we would go backstage to like back and forth with each other on set during a whole day. And like I'd come out and people were like, and then he'd come out and they're like, oh, god damn, Tigger's jacked. <laughs> and because um, it was always like, oh, Tigger's. Those things are what Tiggers do best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and the great thing is, like, the storyline is always for like Tigger's, like, oh, Tigger's got to go eat some birthday cake real quick. He'll be right back. And that's our cue to switch out. And then he would get like, holy shit, Tigger ate a lot of birthday cake in three minutes. And I come back out and like, Oh, he must have like threw up that birthday cake. <laughs> Tigger went and took a dump. Yeah. And Tigger went and took a poo. 
<laughs> yes, classic. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So y'all have like a masseuse on on duty, like the, you know, the occasion. Yeah, yeah. So every every park has one. Um, our athletic trainers uh, would come and help us. I would never really use his Tigger. Um, it just his Buzz. Buzz was just a rough costume. And, yeah. Um, before before sets, I would uh, I would get kind of like my kinks out any knots I'd have in. Apparently, I had a lot of knots, which was insane. Um, but uh, I would get this worked out, and then halfway through a, a day, I would feel some like pinching and some pulling i'm like all right well i'm gonna go visit them again and i'd go back in and get it worked out a little bit and they would just record it with my employee number and they were like all right you're good yeah, yeah, but there's no masseuse that can take care of your nuts. Some, well, there's some. There's <laughs> some. <laughs> there's never mind. There's some. Yeah. There's some on the North Shore recently. Yeah. There's a bunch. That's our. That's that was the place that we get our massages at. That's right. Yes. <laughs> happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> I said we had no that. That's pretty happy. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. Well, also, we could go on forever. We've already yes. gone on for longer than our shows. <laughs> yeah, but then we couldn't. Be, then we he has to save some stories for next time. Exactly. I feel, I feel like this is my back. mo though. Every time I come on, it's like, oh, we're just gonna talk for like thirty minutes, and then five and a half hours later. And of course, guys, we hope you enjoyed those stories, man. And so we're going to cut it off right here because we got to save some stories for next time he's on because we love having Peter on. Yes. And so, um, yeah, definitely thank you for coming on the show. No, I appreciate y'all. Every time, every time I come here, I, I love it. I like family to me. So appreciate it. Oh, man. Oh, man. Time, that's awesome. Dude. One of these days, we're going to have you on just to talk standard Disney news. Well, okay. actually, we did last <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, did. The we did last time. But, you know, you got some news tonight. What are you talking about? <laughs> Yo, I'm with that. Yeah. I, <laughs> I just feel like we make them uh, relive uh, traumatic memories, and I, I don't like doing that to people. Right, <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, no, that's okay. I'm just going to send the bill from a therapist to y'all. It's all good. No, uh, okay. We are your therapist. What are you talking about? <laughs> that's true. It'll cost you anything. <laughs> we'll send you to Dr. Lastavica. He's, uh, there you go. He's, he's, got new he's, good with, he's good with those happy endings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Magical endings. Oh, and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, uh, on the Bucky's budget. You'll be all right. Yeah. But yeah, we'll rotate it. You know, so we got, you know, cast member stories and we'll do news. And we did cast member stories. So next time, I'll make sure we do some news with you. And we'll yeah, chat up some good. dizzy. Yeah. Other things other than you're like, you're nuts. <laughs> Stuff. So, guys, if you want to learn more about the Magic Railway podcast, magicrailway.com is the way to go. There you'll find our social media links, past episodes, and more. You can also get in touch with us through the following way. Shoot us an email at show at magicrailway.com. Call or send us a text at 1-815-MOWEEKEND. That is 1-815-MOWEEKEND. 669-4226. And, of course, you can go to our homepage and leave a voicemail via our SpeakPipe widget right there. And, of course, we've got a couple of guys that do things outside of the podcast. First of all, uh, Lee's not on the show, but just want to give a quick shout out to him. Lee of Magical Moments Vacations, which is a platinum earmarked Disney travel entity, which basically means they make them a lot of money. Um, so if Disney trusts them, you know, sh- so should you. Um, you can book a vacation with Lee to see these characters and, you know, pay attention to their privates and where you place yourselves <laughs> and be conscious of that um, and be kind to those characters. I mean, come on. Just be nice. Stay away from Tigger's tummy, dang it. Stay away from the lower white part of Tigger's tummy because you (laughs) don't know what is there. You know, when I watch this video of Tigger Gangnam styling, (laughs) you can really see, yes, that is where the... (laughs) Yes. It protrudes just a little bit. That's the junk junk in the truck. That's the junk in the truck. That's an extra Gundam style. That's right. (laughs) So if you want to book a vacation to go see that, uh, you can do so with Lee at MagicRoyway.com or call him at 413-DIZTRIP. That is 413-D-I-Z-T-R-I-P. And of course, 
You can book a vacation with Lee. With no hassle, Vika. Awesome. And of course, that voice is Eli, our comic genius. Eli, tell him what you got going on. Man, I don't even know how to follow up what we <laughs> did tonight. This was, this was awesome. Uh, as always, I'm the comic guru. Drawing comics is what I do. Please uh, go to www.ivacomics.com. Well, you're going to see some artwork from uh, Book Savages, uh, Project Geisha Fearless. There's going to be a new Project Geisha graphic novel coming out called Geisha Hunt. I've posted up some artwork from that on the site, as well as a uh, Facebook page. You can find me at facebook.com slash Eli H. Ivory. Project Geisha has its own Facebook page, so facebook.com slash Project Geisha. Uh, Instagram, I'm there too. Uh, EIV504. And Twitter, I can be found on Hancock 10166. So you know the story is all about the glory. Support the indie comics arts. Thank you. Awesome. And if you want to support the show as a whole, you can do so through the following ways. You can click on some affiliate links through our website. You can also buy some beignets and support the show that way. You can represent the Moican Nation wherever you go by purchasing some clothing from our shop. And of course, the easiest thing you could do is to leave a rating and a review in iTunes or wherever you download the show, whether it is Stitcher, Blueberry, Google Play, etc. And also, remember, we are part of the BS Podcast Network, whose motto is, we speak our minds so you don't have to. So be sure to support our partners in podcasting over there. And of course, lastly, we want to thank Peter once again for coming on the show. We love having you, man, every time we come on. I appreciate you guys having me on. Can't wait for next time. Anytime, man. Sure. Pure genius. Pure genius. (laughs) Yep. So, and also, we thank you guys for taking the time out of your day to listen to us and making us a part of your Disney fan life. We appreciate you and love hearing from our listeners. All opinions are welcome on the Magic Our Way podcast, so get in touch with us today. So, Moeekins, ladies and gentlemen, we say Quaherini. My name is Kevin. I'm Danny. Magic out. And stop throwing your children. (laughs) I have every intention of eating those bananas for breakfast, but I still somehow end up with tacos. Have a Disney day. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey. You hear that? Yeah. Yes. You know what that is? Tony Bennett? It is Tony Bennett. Oh, man. Italians recognizing Italian. Hey, you know what song he likes that? What song is he singing? Well, the song that Lee couldn't sing when he was trying to do it for the Navigator. Oh, wow. <laughs> Hey, but do you know what I'm listening it on? This is Mad Hatter Radio, which is an online radio station of Disney fan stuff that we have partnered up with, man. How you like that? Partners here on the Gulf Coast, Magic Carway and Mad Hatter Radio. Mm-hmm. Oh, creative buffs on radio stuff. That's like right. It. Yeah, it's good. It's another outlet. Uh huh. You know, it, it, it's it, what's good about it. Yeah, let me tell you what's good. But you hear Tony Bennett. Mm-hmm. But you could probably hear Bare Necessities done by like a, a metal group, a heavy metal group. You could probably mm-hmm. hear a country version of this. Oh wow! You could probably hear like a funk version, James Brown type of. Hi. Give me a Bare Necessities. <laughs> Yo, get on, get up again. Oh yeah. You know? Hot tub. What you say now? <laughs> Disney. That's right. You can hear that all on the station, man. It's, <laughs> they don't just give you the normal spiels and 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 r- attraction sounds, but they give you. Every creative variation that other artists have taken to the standard Disney songs, like Tony Bennett right here, this yeah. little jazzy version of the Bare Necessities. You know. I'm thinking about Goodfellas right now. I don't know why. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom, bada boom, bada bing, bada boom. Well, hey, listen to this station, okay? It's good for you. It's good for me. It's going to go ahead. It's going to help you out. It's going to make me out. It's going to be really good. Okay? Man had a radio, bada bing, bada boom. Just do it, huh? Bada-bing.